Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. Lee had a little laugh there. What was that? Did no? I? Did you? You've caught me completely on guard. I was waiting for your big long intro and you come straight to me with <laughs> a, a laugh apparently. Well, it looked like you laughed. Are we going with this? Well, yeah, we are. Excellent. <laughs> Roll on. <laughs> We're back. We're back with another episode. Um, it's been a quite an eventful weekend of football. But before we get to the football, I'd like to talk to my two esteemed colleagues here about how their weekends were. I'm not going to start with Lee, because, because just because it's Lee, okay. and he's annoying me today. <laughs> he pulled a hair out of my neck, right, just before we started, and it really hurt. And uh, he's got a squeaky chair, his timings have been all over the place, he's telling me that I'm getting it wrong on the, on the preview bit, when, we, when I said it was Norwich Man City, and he was like, no, no, it's Watford, and I was like, no, it's not. Basically, I'm in an irritable mood today. We're recording early, and I'm irritable. Literally the opposite of what you said earlier. You said you was chipper. Mm. And look what's happened. <laughs> this is how quickly it can change. Just like in football, things can change. You see? You see what I'm doing there? You, and we'll get on to that. Woods, how was your weekend, man? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, one year completed as a father. So, great success. Um, well Yay! done, mate. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been... Uh, a hard year for my wife having to look after two children. So congratulations <laughs> to her. Um, but yeah, no, good, mate. I mean, Chelsea Chelsea rolled up to, to Wolves and gave them a spanking. That's obviously a good thing. Um, Mikey, just out of interest, um, how did Manchester United get on this weekend? Did they? Well, I, I would suggest we might have uh, got, 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 some, got some points, mate. Well, Three of them, to be precise. So, that, so that's two of us that have got wins. It, it, could it be the first weekend... Of the season where we've gone three for three, Lee Collard, give me the good news. What did Everton do this weekend? Take it away, Everton. Um, yes, well, unfortunately, we was not the complete trio this weekend again. Again, five again. weeks. So it's not happened yet, has it? It has not happened yet. It's five uh, weeks. No, unfo- yeah, unfortunately, uh, my team decided not to really turn up and, and play football, so we, we didn't proceed to win that game. Now, annoyingly, so this game was on Sunday. It was part of the so-called Super Sunday. There was nothing super about it. Everton were, 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 were a shambles. 
It was dull, dishwater, grey football. And um, wasn't good, mate. Wasn't good. I wouldn't say it's as bad as what you're going with there, but yeah, it wasn't great. It was pretty bad, mate. <laughs> let's, be, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Oh, I am being honest. <laughs> Maybe you've wound me up now, mate. Oh, yeah, God. Well, well, I'm, I'm trying to push your buns. I'm trying to push your buns, right? Anyway, anyway, how was your weekend, Lee? What happened? How did Everton get on? Oh, they didn't do well today. Yeah, yeah uh, I had a pretty, pretty average weekend, to be honest, mate. Nothing, nothing too eventful. And it was capped off, as you said, with that dishwater-like performance from, from the boys in blue. But don't worry, because we saw a cracking game last night. The Monday Night Football. What a game that was. Oh, I mean, whose idea was that to stick on a Monday night? It was, it was the gimmick. Oh, let's, get, let's get the claret teams. The claret and blue. Yeah, oh. lovely, lovely they stuff. They have to get on TV at some point, don't they? Yeah. Hey, I will Quite happily up. say, right, that claret and blue is the worst colour scheme in football. Can you think of another? Like, if you, if, you were, if you were making a club from scratch, would you have claret and blue as your colours? Absolutely not. It's a weird one, actually, because the thing is, is that the kits themselves, West Ham's kits and, and Villa's kits are fine to look at. You know, they look, they're because they've gone quite retro of it, they look quite smart. But at the same time, I couldn't agree with you more. Claret and blue is definitely the worst colours of football kits. I've actually uh, played Sunday League in a claret and blue shirt and it was always, always, I don't know, annoying to put it over your, you know, over your head. <laughs> it's just... doesn't get you oh, up, no. does it? doesn't get yeah, you so up. It's just like, ah, this is, a, this is a bland looking shirt, isn't it, you know, with horrible colours. Speaking of, of, of Villa's claret and blue, did you know that their original colour scheme was chocolate brown and blue? Delicious. Interesting. <laughs> yep. There, there's no teams with brown kits. Uh, there is. There is. Um, uh, is it St. Pauli? Did you say Pauli's one team? Isn't that quite, like, that's really, really dark brown, isn't it? Like, oh, it's a very dark brown. Like it's basically but it is, it black. is like, that's their gimmick. Yeah. It's like, you know. They've got a sausage, it's really not, sausage they, they, train, they, right? There's an area for new teams to come out, you know, when they, you know, get taken over by these big owners and, and whatnot. Do you, you know why no teams wear brown? Because it looks like shit. Exactly. How do we know, mate? You got, you, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen that, have we? I mean, come on, Lee. Are you genuinely su- suggesting that a team should come out with a brown kit and go to their fans? Here you go, fans. Look like shit everywhere you go. <laughs> You make a valid point, yeah, okay. Um, who else looked like shit at the weekend? This Man City's defence. Elite yeah? Absolute, just a calamity of errors all across the board. So Norwich City, from... Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to turn back on Lee here, and I'm going to say he's, uh, he's a good lad, because he gave me a stat before this game, that um, the odds for Norwich City to win this game against Manchester City were what? 28 to 1. 28 to 1. Now that's some kind of record. It has to be Ailey. Since Manchester United versus Blackburn. Oh, there you go. Look at that. So we we're are... talking several years ago. Well, when Manchester United were ago. good. And also Blackburn were in the Premier League. That combination and, is a long and time being ago. being terrible. <laughs> yeah. With Keane at the helm. <laughs> oh, As God. in Steve Keane. Oh, Steve fucking Keane. God, he was bad, wasn't he? He was so bad. But no, like uh, Manchester City were. They, 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 they lost. Who saw it coming? Well, yeah, humble, humble pie from me, mate, uh, from, from the predictions last week where I made the bold statement of going Laporte or no Laporte, City are winning. And, and that obviously wasn't the case at all, was it, Woods? I don't think you're alone in that, mate. Um, I think that pretty much to a man, unless you're, you're a Norwich fan, you probably had a different opinion on this, but Norwich had nine players out, 
injured. And Man City, although they haven't got signing, obviously lost Laporte. I, I thought, <laughs> as I said to you guys, I thought they were going to win 6-1. I fancied Norwich to get a goal, but City to score a fuckload against Norwich. Having seen them a couple of times this season, especially because Chelsea went there and scored goals and they seem to be able to get through quite comfortably. And we're nowhere near as good as Man City. But the most surprising thing about this is that sometimes you have those circumstances where uh, the, 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 the underdog kind of somehow scabs a victory. But this wasn't that. Norwich completely outplayed Man City. Completely deserved win. At Man City's own game. Well, one of the things that um, on Match of the Day they highlighted was that if you were just watching the highlights, you'd say, oh, Norwich scored from a set piece. But they highlighted actually that corner came from a really nice bit of um, like controlled, maintained possession in City's half. Yeah. You know? I mean, they've, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry, Woods. I was going to say they've tried, we've seen that quite a lot this season. It hasn't always come off because maybe they don't have that quality, but for the most part in this game, it really did. Yeah, no, they were super. Because um, the thing is, they've just beaten City's press playing out from the back. And that's obviously a very difficult tactic to take and, and execute against Manchester City. We're obviously one of the elite teams in Europe at uh, winning the ball high upfield with their press and breaking and scoring goals. And they were breaking that press. And it made City's defence have to do more than they usually would as well because they were beating that press. It meant that they were facing up to uh, Manchester City's defence a lot more than they'd usually expect. Um, and obviously with that partnership, and I think it was highlighted uh, very well last night on Monday Night Football of Otamendi and John Steins, um, they've not got a good winning percentage, should we put it that 68%, way? 68%, isn't it? Or 60%? Yeah. And, 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 In the 60s, yeah. And clearly Pep Guardiola is aware of that, um, which is why he went away from it a long time. Because uh, during the end of last season, um, he, he, you know, he was going with company ahead of having either of those two playing, despite the number of games racking through. Um, and there's a reason for it, because both of them are those sort of players that if you put a, a rock-solid defender next to them, and company or Laporte, they'll be fine, you know. But the fact is that they both play uh, a certain brand of football, which is that they, they need someone to lead them. They're kind of the clown, the joker of the pack, you know, at the back. And the, the, the fact when you've got two of them, you have no idea what Otamendi's doing, and then you don't really know what John Stones is doing. And as a result, you end up with situations where Carl Walker's like the deepest man, keeping everyone online. Uh, it was a shambolic defensive performance, and only just to make things worse for him. So Pep's obviously... Already got defensive concerns with Laporte out. But today, John Stones is now out for five weeks as well. So it just seems to be continually getting to him. And, and, and what I will say is that his press conference at full time uh, is the first time in about two years. His first year in the Premier League, Pep Guardiola had those moments, didn't he, where he, he showed his frustration by being spiky, should we say, in press conferences and in, in interviews. And that certainly came across with his comments uh, about... Fraudiola. I can't believe he actually used the term Fraudiola in this interview. But also the fact that he turned around and said, yes, well done, man, uh, Liverpool are champions in September. He, he's, I think he's a man that is very much aware of how difficult retaining this league title is going to be without Laporte there to solidify that defence. Yeah, it's, it's really hard not to disagree. Um, they, they highlighted it on, on Monday Night Football, as you said, Woods, with uh, Otamendi. And obviously he gave away that goal, just you don't know if it was poor communication, the fact that he hadn't looked around, he wasn't quick enough in his play. But he has this tendency, this habit of just going steaming in every time. And 
teams will, will if they're playing against him you know they know that all they've got to do is sucker him out of that defence a little bit and there's going to be holes and, and gaps to exploit and when the partner is John Stones who I think was it Alan Shearer that highlighted I don't know I don't know if it was another analyst over or pundit over the weekend you know he wasn't quick enough he wasn't reading no. you know the situation um, and yeah what I'm interested Woods is who, 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 what's he going to do because on Monday Night Football they had two different uh, like you know what, I think Carragher had three at the back or no was it Gary Neville, Neville had three at the back, back yeah yeah and and and, and uh, Carragher went for two he did you yeah. know the traditional four at the back where, where do you think he's going I think he'll play two I can't see Pep going three um, it just doesn't I've never really seen him play three at the back I don't really remember it in my mind so with Stones out who, who's it'll who's be Fernandinho Fernandinho and Otamendi <sighs> For what it's worth as well, my from seeing Manchester City over the last couple of seasons, I, I believe that he would have picked those two ahead of playing Stones and Fernandinho or Stones and Otamendi. I don't really believe he holds Stones in any high regard at all. Um, so I expect Fernandinho will probably play centre-half with Otamendi uh, tomorrow night, I believe they're playing, aren't they? That would be my expectation. How that will look, I mean, it worked with Mascherano, but Mascherano was a much more fell defensive... Didn't he play Mascherano and Yaya Torre at centre-halves in the Champions League final one year? Yeah, I mean, it helps when basically the players in front of them include Busquets, Xavi, Iniesta and Messi, who basically just retain the ball for about 80% possession. Then you don't really have to worry too much about what's going on back there, do you? So we are wildly over time here. Yes. Because the time master... I'm allowing it. He's allowing we're, we're it. We're going to quickly slip into a little bit of Liverpool, aren't we? We are going to slip into a little bit of Liverpool. So whilst whilst you know Manchester is burning, well the blue half is you know, hey. red half, red half riding high in the league. Yeah, riding high. Yeah, <laughs> only two points yeah. behind City for what it's worth. Exactly, mate. We're doing all right. We're doing fine. Yeah, I think we're ahead of you, boys, aren't we? Uh, level on points, ahead on goal difference. Because yeah, you did points, give us a, a good old-fashioned dick on goal in day one. <laughs> so. Higher in the league, higher in the league, wasting more time. Yes, yeah, I like it. So, but obviously, whilst whilst the blue half of Manchester is burning, the the, the red half of Liverpool is having a great time. There, there's no such troubles for them. They've got a front three firing on all cylinders, especially Mane. Firmino displayed a wonderful back heel uh, over the weekend as well. Salah got involved with a goal as well. Liverpool, is it their year? It's. Starting to feel like that. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's not. I, I, and I, I, this is why I love you, Mikey, because you are always so stern on this. And for, so far, out of the two times they've gone for the title, you've been right. So this is my only hope that Mikey's going to continue his 100% record of basically calling it <laughs> bullshit when Liverpool look favourites for it. And it makes it harder to argue because you don't want to argue, but somehow I feel like we have to because it's. Look, I feel like the. The stats, the truth, or, or you know, the the test on the eye. Where we, you know, when we watch these games, I think I think it's there. I think Liverpool are. I think this is it. I mean, this is the first time there's been a five point lead at this stage of the After season. After five games, yeah. Bear in mind, you know what Liverpool did last year when they only lost one game. Yeah, I, I think it's scary stuff. Mate, they've got fourteen wins on the bounce in in in, in the Premier League. Cool. The, the thing is, is that where it's working out <laughs> for Liverpool right now and where City is struggling is it's injuries, isn't it? I mean, they they don't have Sane. And they don't have Laporte. That's kind of like taking out Salah and uh, Van Dijk. And all of a sudden, that, that side looks very, very different. Um, I still don't believe that Salah is their most important player. 
I think that there's a player that's much more critical, and I think he showed that at the weekend. Um, I thought they looked a little bit lost uh, for a portion of the game after going behind until uh, the fourth substitution of taking Origi off for Firmino. And once Firmino came on, uh, he just he facilitates the other two to allow the other two to shine. I don't think the other two can look as strong if you have to play Divock Origi for any stretch of games. Just because Divock Origi just doesn't have it about him. Yeah, his spatial awareness for Firmino oh. is, is on another level. The way he, he always finds them holes and pockets. He, he, he drags players out. He, he creates a space for the two behind him, you know, or beside him, you know, who've got the pace. He, he's, he's a, well, we saw it with the goal that you, you talked about with the heel, the back heel. Oh, elite beautiful. footwork, that is. Well, that does bring us on to the topic at hand, though, right? Because you talk about Manchester City losing Laporte, Manchester City losing... Um, Sane obviously they lost De Bruyne for pretty much all of last season didn't seem to be actually decisive in in, in their title run the question is out of all the other teams in the league the other 19 teams in the Premier League which one player fucks it if they get injured see that's the crucial thing actually exactly the Jenga piece the crucial element is like you said Manchester City's best player is Kevin De Bruyne however not the Jenga piece. He's also the best player in the league. But yeah. He is the best player in the league. Now, has Eden Hazard years. has vacated the Premier League. Ha- has been for several years. The, the, the key thing here is, is it's not necessarily your best player. It's the player that's most important. And that often happens to be your player whose value above replacement, VAR, is significantly higher. So, if, for example, um, if you've got a striker and... You, Say, I think Leicester's the ideal example and I'm kind of jumping ahead here but Vardy for me is Leicester's most important player he's the Jenga piece because his value above replacement Ian Acho is so significant compared to even any of those midfield players so that's where I'm coming from now obviously we'll jump and that's back how I've gone with I think because I, I also have Vardy for those very same reasons so look at that 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 we didn't even talk about this we just knew we just knew just this knew, is the way to go. Knew. Well, let's start. I'm the, interested to see what we have. Well, let's start at the beginning, right? I feel like the way that we should do this is I'll start with the first team. Now, I don't have an alphabetical list of teams, right? So I'm going to vamp for a second and I'm going to quickly, quickly go on the old. Well, I've done it by I've gone by the table. So I have oh, you. I've it. gone by team. So Fuck you've gone in like alphabetical order. I, I can go either way because I've got it all listed out here. Well, I'm just tell me a team a and I'll tell you a player. Teams. All right, well, let's say Arsenal because they're the first team in the league, right? Okay. Okay, go Arsenal, go Woods. Oh, let's do it. So I feel I've cheated a bit on the first one because you could quite easily go through probably all 20 teams and argue the goalkeeper, right? Because usually yeah, the, 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 value, yeah, the value above replacement from your first choice goalkeeper to your second choice goalkeeper is significant. Um, I've, I've actually gone burned Leno, which, I, like I said, I think is cheating because how valuable to that team he is right now. When your team is facing 30 shots in a game, you need to have basically your best goalkeeper in goal or you're losing games. The only other player I could go for, and I'm going to guess you've got Aubameyang. And that's because he's... The number of goals, the sheer number of goals. Even Lacazette, because I know they've got attacking options, but even Lacazette ain't scoring the number of goals that Aubameyang's scoring. That's correct. Um, Mesut Ozil? I know, I know your man love for him, man. But it, I, 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 mate, do you know what? Do you know what? Quick one on Arsenal. Where's Nicola Pepe? Uh, he's just kind of. 
Arsenal fans lauded over United fans they when did. we signed Dan James. Yeah. yeah. And now they're begging fucking Holding to come back. Sizzle and mm. steak, mate. Like I said, sizzle, no mm. steak. He's basically... Oh, that one as well. He, he's, his highlight of the season is he dribbled past Van Dyke. That's, that's almost as good as three points. Um, Aston Villa. Um, John McGinn. Reason being, I feel that he's somewhat of a tone setter in that team. I think that... Uh, a lot of the positivity, especially attacking, goes through him. But also, I think he's uh, that kind of player that energises the team through his effort levels. Okay, I, I went with, uh, and I, I know there'll be a smirk that will come upon oh, Woods' face this, when mate. I say this name. Tyrone Mings. Delicious. <laughs> um, I know they signed that guy from Brentford, um, who is also a centre-back. I, I can't his name slips my mind at the moment. I think it's like Cosra or something like that. But either way... Um, you know, from what I've seen with Tyrone Mings, you know, when we had that argument previously, you know, in terms of how good he is his quality, in terms of what he brings to this Villa team, you know, he brings leadership. Um, I was, we were watching the game last night. It was a dour game, but he led that game throughout. Um, so that's why I went with Tyrone Mings. The rollicking he gave, who was it? El... El... El Amandi? No. No, no, no. El Ghazi? El Ghazi. The rollicking he gave that guy for there to be a headbutt incident was hilarious. Leadership, Lee. Leadership by example. I love it. Okay, we're going to go on to Bournemouth. I've gone with Ake. Same. I feel... It has to be Ake. Yeah, because, right? again, the value above replacement is so vast there. He's he's their only really legit level centre-half. They've got a lot of... Like, Wilson scores a lot of goals. King scores a lot of goals. Fraser scores a lot of goals. Brooks scores a lot of goals. Wilson can chip in. And then they have got that ex-Chelsea youth product who decided to walk away from now what the opportunities are that Tammy Abraham's getting in. Dom Solanke, who How just sits on the bench. How would you that? Hey. We're, we're told Mate, it's, it's by luck with Chelsea. Let's, let's be honest. Hey, the the, the geezer went to Liverpool thinking that Kloppi was going to go play some youth level player ahead of Firmino. That didn't work out well. I don't feel bad Brighton, for the kid. Brighton and Hove Albion. Brighton and Hove this Albion. This was tough, man. This was tough. I, I have gone with... See, again, they spent £20 million on another centre-half. Which is why I kind of find it tough to go with Lewis Dunk. Which is where I come in and say I did go with Lewis Dunk, and that's because his preferred formation is three at the back. That's fair. So if he's playing three at the back, and one of them, you know, and say a Dunk does get injured, that's a big hole. To it is to a big fill. hole. Um, I I put <laughs> I put Solly March down actually, uh, mainly because he's had a pretty good season playing in that wing back position, uh, and his versatility in there. But certainly, like Lewis Dunk is the only player that I kind of feel in that team could go and play top six level. And I do think if you took him out of that defence, even if they were playing a two, it'd be a noticeable hole. I think that he kind of makes Shane Duffy look better than he was last year. Definitely. Um, so I do I do concur. I do believe that Lewis Dunk is probably the right answer on that one. Burnley. I've got Ashley Barnes. I don't see anyone else scoring goals for them. Oh, I've gone with uh, Pope because then simply yeah, just Joe yeah. Hart coming in. <laughs> that is my second note. I'm surprised, Woods. No, my, my note underneath is Nick Pope. Replacement is Joe Hart, which basically means relegation. I know maybe we're cheating on the goal yeah. front there, but, def- but mate, we've spoke about Joe it's Hart. Absolutely... We, we don't have to go into Joe Hart again. And Either end of the field. Through. They lose Ashley Barnes. I ain't, I ain't convinced that. Is it uh, Chris Wood? Is it their, their striker? The, the keep- Chris Wood, no goals this season. The New Zealand striker, yeah. No goals. Um, and uh, like you say, at the other end, mate, if Joe Hart's in goal, that's a car wreck waiting to happen. Um, 
Go yeah. on then, which one of your marvellous youth prospects uh, is the, the next big thing or the, all the eggs in the basket? Eh? Who is it? So, this will surprise you a bit because I've gone N'Golo Kante. Yeah, same here. Which is, di- which is very difficult to say because he didn't play this weekend in a game we literally won. But I think that we've got quite a few samey players. So I kind of look at Jorginho and Kovacic, they're quite samey. I kind of look at, uh, we've got a whole bundle of centre-halves that are quite... You know, he can play centre-half ultimately. Uh, James Azpilicueta, uh, Emerson, although the drop-off is Alonso, but as you see this weekend, you can shift it to a five and he's fine. Uh, Tammy, but then you have got Giroud, who obviously is a better facilitator. For me, N'Golo Kante, only, he's ultimately our only world-class player in our team, uh, but he's also a player that, having watched him in the Super Cup, and even you kind of look back at the Europa League final, he, he is so good. So good, and he can drive a team to victory. And I feel if we didn't have him over a season, we would really see the effects of it. I think we we lose a level of dynamism without him in the team. So Engada Kante is the one that I've gone for. And I agree, simply just as you said, because he's the only world cast player. I think at Chelsea, yeah, take him out. You've lost a world. You can't you can't replace a world class no, player if you haven't got one on the bench. So. Crystal Palace. Poor. Oh. Palace, where have we got Palace? Oh yeah, Zaha. Yeah, it's well. I mean, <laughs> they even I mean, because of obviously what happened over the summer, they've got a terrible Zaha at the moment. Unfortunately for them as well, they've not got a Zaha that's firing. But I still feel you take that Zaha out, and then they're even more screwed. Yeah, mate, that boy needs to move. He's twenty-seven. Wilf has apparently gone and got the pizza man as his agent because he sacked his agent because of the mess this summer. Apparently, he's gone and got the pizza man, which basically kills any move to probably any top team. We we have a good relationship with him. Everton. It's going to be mate January Everton. It's fair, it's a fair point because uh, Moise Keane. I believe it's right? Lukaku uh, Mina. I think he's got a few. It's Moise Keane, right? Is he with. is he Ariola? Yes, Moise Keane yeah. as well. Yep, Moise Kern. Speaking of Moise Kern, Everton. Again, I've slightly cheated on this one because I'm really, as Woods kind of touched upon with Chelsea, you know, the differential in players on our bench too. What we've got in our starting eleven isn't too much apart from the goalkeeper. You know, Jordan Pickford is is better than. Stecklenburg and uh, I can't even remember who they were, uh, we signed the guy from uh, Huddersfield didn't we uh, Lossell yeah. uh, so yeah has to be Pickford um, I've gone Adrissa Gay <laughs> well yes if I, could, if I could cheat then I would definitely have that man because we are literally seeing that this season it's difficult isn't it because I've, I've actually I have actually written Fabian Delft because I feel that at least he's someone that can kind of do the dirty work to, to allow Gomez to flourish he's really suffering with um not being allowed to do what Andre Gomez can do. And I think that... He's suffering with big man syndrome, as in he's come from a big club and he thinks he's a big man, but really he's, yeah. he's good, but I don't think he's as good as what he thinks. But because he's in an Everton team, he probably feels better than what he... Richarlison must have a significant is. involvement ratio, right? He seems to either be assisting goals or scoring them. Um, yeah, he doesn't... I still don't think he's played well, though. No, no, I agree. Like, he's not. He doesn't play well for 90 minutes. He doesn't even play well for 70 minutes. He doesn't even play well for a half. He comes up with, like, he's been coming up mm. with a couple of moments, but then for the majority, fairly anonymous. Anonymous? Yeah. Anonymous. Okay. Um, Leicester City. We said Vardy. Yeah, it's we, Vardy. We've already gone with Vardy. Bingo. Liverpool. Bobby Firmino. Right. I'm just going to point, I'm just going to go back in time here. In the uh, season prediction show, the season preview show we did, one of the things that you said, Mr. Woods, is that Roberto Firmino, 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 um, Liverpool should get an upgrade. <laughs> <Not good enough. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember this. Because <laughs> I, I forgot. That's well, 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 um, <laughs> I still think they could get an upgrade. Uh, you know, Leo Messi, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, for me, mate. I, uh, for me, I don't think it can be for me, though. It's, it's Van Dyke. It, it's it's absolutely I, Van Dyke. There I, is no. But, but I know where we're and to be fair, he makes a good point in terms of the argument he said, uh, you know, when we started this segment was, you know, Origi. Firmino or no, Joe I'm, Gomez and Van Dyke. I, no, I think I, the gap's bigger. I, I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. I've, I've seen Liverpool. I've seen Liverpool play with Firmino when he's absolute dog shit and they still win games. Uh, and the, you wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season. I know that they need an upgrade. If he had, if if like we've just we, like with yeah. knee jerked, he did a cool back heel at the weekend. No, it's not even the he's back, had a good yeah. start to the season. He's a good player and he's shown it and he and he does facilitate well, but. I don't think he's, he's that crucial to the team. Van Dyke is more crucial. Think he's about crucial, it. If you think about it with Van Dyke, you know, for Liverpool, Liverpool being changed. good for the last 18 months, and that's because of Van Dyke. Exactly. There's only and, one way um, to prove it out, and that's, that's uh, Jürgen. I need you to kind of experiment for us. I need five games without Van Dyke and five games without Firmino, because we just need to understand. So Playing the exact same teams with the exact same fitness... And morale, football manager on morale is very important, you see. And we'll, uh, you know, then we can get... A- I, I do agree. Look, I'm not, I don't want to take away from uh, arguably the world's best centre-half. I just kind of feel that Matip has certainly stepped up, but that may well be associated to playing next to Van Dyke. I think we talked about... They, they talked about us on um, the show last night on Monday Night Football. It's the big brother, little brother Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, you know, Stones and Mendy can't play together because they need someone to hold their hand. Van Dyke is the hand-holder. Yeah. And... That's true. You know. So maybe if Joe Gomez does come in and plays with and we, and we have to remember as well, let's, let's not forget this. Liverpool's fullbacks are both very young and very inexperienced. One of them doesn't if play you very... If you, if you don't have someone in that defence to marshal it and to get them all figured out, because we've seen naivety from Alexander-Arnold. We've seen naivety from Robertson defensively. Without Van Dijk there, I think they crumble. It's a fair, um, fair point, man. It's a fair point. I mean... On Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think he's having a really poor season. Yeah, he is. Um, and it's gone unnoticed because they're still winning football matches. But at some point, he's going to cost them games. Because he, he basically vacates playing right back. Let's go to uh, Manchester City. Uh, Laporte. I think we, we, we're seeing that come, you know, play in front of our eyes, mate. So, yeah, def- definitely Laporte. Definitely Laporte. Um, Manchester United. So... I've got I, I, I uh, go well, ahead. I'm going to come in here, Wood. Sorry, go I've gone in straight in with Big Maguire, mate, because <sighs> otherwise you're going back to what you had last season in either Jones or, or Rojo, you know, because you haven't got Smalling anymore. So it's either Jones, Rojo, bye, mate. He's he's out for a long time, isn't he? Anyway, so I've gone with Maguire on that thinking. That That's exactly that. who I've written down, mate. Because it's it, absolutely Maguire. It's absolutely Maguire. There's a reason why you paid a lot of money for him, and that's because you need a massive upgrade in that centre-back position. Now, um, the next one is Newcastle, but as I stated before the show started, right, because I know that you boys struggle with Newcastle, we've already seen what happened, much like with Gay, it's Rondon, right? <laughs> Rondon was the key to our hearts, the key to every Geordie man's dreams. Yeah? Funny, funny enough, I mean, I, I would agree, obviously, if it was there, but I, I'm actually going to go with Jalinton because I don't know... If they have another recognised striker on the books, that the Japanese guy, Mood, yeah, who you know scored a goal against Manchester United once. What, what, what happens if Lascelles get injured? Well, who comes in there? So they've got Fernandez. 
they've got a couple of options at centre half because obviously they've got Fabian Shaw, who's the uh, player that plays next. But I think they've also got um, is it Dummett who can play in the centre half position. I think they've got a couple that can play in there. Um, but when it comes to their striker, and like I said, I don't even think he's that particularly good. But I don't believe they have another body on the books who can play striker. There you go. He's convinced me because I had Lascelles. And I was thinking, even when I put it down, I remember last year Newcastle winning games without Lascelles, and he's made a very good argument with uh, Jolantine. So, yeah. Who? Jolantine? 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 Something could Norwich City. (laughs) Just letting him just kind of just drowning there. Like, keep going. Drowning in my own words. Um, I've gone pooky because. When you're a team that are going to be fighting relegation, if you've got a striker that's going to bang 15 to 20 goals, uh, it's probably going to be enough to keep you in the league. I, I, I don't know who their, their backup striker is. I... No, that's fair. Neither do I. <laughs> Norwich City guy. Um, let's go all the way to the S's where we've got Sheffield United. This was tough. I, I'm going to let Lee go first on this one. Oh, I'm so... Not happy you said that, Woods. I've just realised I've got 19 teams. <laughs> I missed that with Sheffield United. <laughs> the thing is, is that Sheffield United, I had a look into this, and Sheffield United uh, seem to play as a unit. I think that's fair when you watch them play. Um, the, the one standout from their stats, and I hate just using stats because it only tells you only so much of the story, but ooh, there goes my phone on the floor, uh, was um, Oliver Norwood. Um, it, he, he statistically seems to be the player that kind of keeps everything ticking over in the centre midfield area. So that, that's who I've gone with. And that's who I would have gone with as exactly. well. Exactly. For sure. Yep. If he'd done what that. about Billy Sharp? Uh, I mean, he scored a goal and got sent off so far this season. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I just hear a lot of his name because, like, oh, it's Billy Sharp. I don't know who he is or what he does. Um, Southampton. Oh, this was a struggle for me. Um I've gone in at centre backs, either Yoshida or Vestergaard. Yeah, because if you lose, I don't know I, I, who is this backup centre back for for Southampton. I am utterly stunned you did not say Nathan Redmond. <laughs> you're you're he's you're his biggest fan. Yeah, but I feel like they've got more adequate replacements. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've I've gone with the kid that's kind of lit it up for them this season. Like, uh, was, uh, Gine- I was going to say his name. Gineppo. Gineppo, yeah. Sorry, what's that? But ultimately, like, he seems the one player that can score a goal out of nothing. Um, Maybe that's why he didn't say Redman. He's done two of them and two of them very good. Yeah. Maybe that's why he didn't say Redman, because they got this guy instead. Agreed? Yes. Agreed. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. I've gone Son. See, Son, Son was my answer until I kind of thought about the fact that how dire they were against Villa until Ericsson came on. I still, I still kind of feel that you take Ericsson out of that team, they haven't got anything to tick over in the midfield. They look rather basic. Um, out of interest, out, hasn't Don Bailey done anything this season? He's been out, hasn't he? Has he been out? They might explain why yeah. I, I haven't seen him. I, <laughs> cause, I think he played, he played the first two, didn't he? I think he played and he's been City hurt. and okay. Villa. I, I completely... I had lost track of him because I was quite excited to see him and I haven't seen anything of him like since City. I feel like you were excited to see him fail. Uh, come on, man, that's unfair. I, I'm always looking for Tottenham to do okay and then <laughs> fail. Uh, on that note, has anyone seen Naby Keita? No, he's, no. 
no. Klopp doesn't uh, like them, interest, just, Klopp just, does not like this geezer. Just one thing. Um, so you've gone Son. I've kind of suggested Ericsson, and that, that, that seems fair. Just on a on a kind of um, a bit of a tangent here. Uh, Serge Aurier. They finally had a right-back that did right-back things at the weekend. Um, and I think that when you think about how bad their full-backs are and how desperate they are for wit from their full-backs, Serge Aurier might be kind of like their most important player that Pochettino now needs to start playing regularly because Carl Peter Walker-Peters even, uh, every time he gets into the final third, he shits his pants and comes back. He's got like zero quality in the final third and at least Serge Aurier, the mad bastard, gets in the final third, puts the ball in the box and they score goals. <laughs> can I just, mad bastard. Can I say, we started the show off and uh, we're talking about, oh, we're doing an earlier time here and Woods was like, yeah, it's bright up here. Woods is now a floating head. <laughs> He's just a floating head. There's no lights on. We can just see his face lit up by the screen. One second, I'm going to I'm going to open the curtains a bit because I, I. There we go. There's some brightness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see your black t-shirt now. Um, Watford. Uh, I, I struggle with this one as well. I'll be with Kapoue. So, oh, oh, we've got, got someone yeah. in the middle, yeah, mate. In the middle. They, they haven't, they haven't the reason that. I didn't go with Kapoue is because I feel that Decore has got a bit more about him from uh, transitioning uh, defence to attack. He, he's got a bit more about him to get into the offensive foot. He, he looks a little bit shaky, though, this year, I think. He looks better at the weekend, uh, but I, I, I can Well, I think any player that's played for Watford this year has looked a little bit off, haven't they, up to this point? But now they've got... Um, and I think anyone that was playing in that game looked better. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it's, it, you could make an argument for um, Delafoe. I think he does something that no other player in their team seems to be able to do uh, without having been able to see a good amount of their new signing. Um, God, I can't... So, yeah. Uh, who, who might be able to offer something similar. But certainly, when you think at their best last season, I'm going back to Nick last season, which is probably more fair reflection of what Watford are. I think that at their best, he was doing things that no other player in that team could do. Beat a man. Yeah, basically, yeah. And that's, that's, and that's the key, isn't it? Um, West Ham United. Hello. Hello. You have to explain to the listeners and to oh, Woods what happens sake. when you say that name. So, right, we watched the Very game quickly. We watched the game last night, Villa versus West Ham. And um, obviously, the, I like saying hello. Whenever I hear the word hello, hello I say hello because it amuses me. And Lee said for every time I say Hilaire, he's going to basically give me a whippersnapper, which if you don't know, wow. is basically a, a punch that you, that you flick. So it, make, and it makes a nice, like a sound. And um, yeah. Maybe one for the listeners quickly, yeah? Oh, great. There we go. Ah, fuck off. Oh, there we go. We've got a good sound one in the end. Good, <laughs> good. Basically, Lee, does not, I, has, I, Lee has no <laughs> idea how to pull his punches, by the way. So I've just covered in bruises because basically just beats me up every evening, right? Because we're a weird gay couple like that. I appreciate the argument with that. Hello. Hello. You see what I did for you? Um, I appreciate the argument there, Woods, because they, they signed this other guy, didn't they, from, I think it was at Basel, somewhere from Switzerland, and a, a jetty. Who? Not even seen him, mate. No. <laughs> it's Mark Noble, by the way. Just put it out there. I, I've got, I went with Rice myself. It's Mark Noble. I mean, you take Haller out of their team, their, their, their second-choice striker is who, like you said. Um, Haller's already shown that he's got goal-scoring ability in the Premier League and that's going to be valuable for the team. I understand with Nibor as well because, like I said, I think, Mikey, you mentioned um, a few weeks back about how important Nibor was when he came into the team. You could see that. Um, Declan Rice, I, I could hear that argument as well because I don't think there's too many other players in the team that can do the job as well as what he can do. I don't think Declan Rice does too much at the moment, to be honest with you. 
I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I like him. I, I like I him really a lot. Like I think he's a good player and he talks very well. Um, I don't remember a game in recent memory where the next day the papers are talking about how good Declan Rice was. Okay. Don't see it. Don't haven't. I don't. I don't think that's his role though. But it was when he first joined. When he first. When he first got in the team. Because yeah, they were in a rut. I. I just. I just. I oh, know. I've watched a bit of West Ham. I. He's a good we player. We watched him last night, mate. And I but thought he was... I think he's not doing. He's not, he, he's not doing anything out of the ordinary yet, which makes him irreplaceable. I think you could coach a player to do his job at the moment, to a degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I went down the cheating route again of the goalkeeper. You're going with Rui Patricio. Uh, so I've gone Patricio just because I know Ruddy's a shit goalkeeper and he's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my, my thinking. I, um, I had Raul Jimenez down because I, I'm not convinced by the geezer they signed from Milan at all um, and I think that Yim- yeah, it, it seems that Jimenez has actually scored a fair amount of goals but it's because they keep playing him in the Europa League and not on on match days um, but Jaume Moutinho has continued statistically to be the heartbeat of that entire team statistically when you look at his numbers he's everything to that team and it kind of still goes a little bit unnoticed how important to that team he is um, you know Ruben Neves is fine I think he gets a lot more of uh, the attention because of world class goals and being a bit younger but Moutinho um, and a handsome bastard and a handsome well. yeah I've kind of feel that Moutinho um, without him I feel they lose a lot of rhythm uh, which they have done so far at the start of this season yeah I, I agree with you entirely to be honest with you um, that's all for Jenga. We've gone over our time by 10 fucking minutes. So, yeah. So, this is going to have to be a quick segment. We're going we're gonna to fly through this. Next segment, right here. Biggest surprise of the season. Talk to me. Yeah, this is what I asked to put in. Uh, mainly because I wanted to confess to the fact that I didn't believe that Tammy Abraham could be a proven Premier League goal scorer and he's taken five games to score seven goals and silence any doubters. And he's gone in my fucking fantasy team as of today, yeah? So if he if he falls off a cliff, I'm holding you personally responsible. We've got Liverpool this weekend, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I didn't fancy anymore. I, I, I said to you, I couldn't handle Barnes in my team. I, you know, the Burnley, but I had to get him out. Did, did you put him in and just no goals? Nothing. He just a sea of two points. That's the answer to why Barnes' form fell off a cliff. It was it was Mikey basically sticking his fantasy team. It's, uh, it's hard not to disagree with uh, Woods, but I am going to disagree. Good. Just with Woods, um, just with Tammy Abraham, though. Um, I was one of those doubters, uh, especially after watching that first game. I know, you know, obviously it's just one game. You shouldn't really judge a player based on that. But um, I did feel like he looked a little lightweight. And I said at the time, I felt like, you know, that game needed a Giroud. Maybe he's not going to be, I don't know, not, not the right word, applicable. But, you know, sometimes there will be games where maybe the play won't be suited to him. But... To get the performance against uh, against Wolves and also against Norwich, a, a blight. You know, you have to take into consideration the, the opposition, opposition. Yeah, but nevertheless, he scored goals, and I, you know, something we didn't see him do at Swansea uh, when they were in the Premier League. A blight, what two, three years ago now, and yeah. Um, but my my one was was Pookie. Just because, oh yeah, that's a fair shout. Uh, you know, the geezer scored like six goals. He's got two assists. I think he's got like the most. Um, what is it like? You know, goals and contributions, and uh, since Aguero. Uh, in terms of his debut season wow. in the Premier League, and I think that's a massive surprise. Um, you know, especially as well as the Championship. So, yeah, I, I didn't see it coming at all. But funny enough, they were one and two um, in the Championship last year, weren't they? Goal scoring wise, both I think I think twenty six and twenty seven goals. I think that Pookie had. 
That's a fair point. I, I, I didn't expect Pookie to kind of hit the ground and, and be as lethal as he's what he's shown. From a Man United fan's perspective, I'm going to say Dan James. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair argument. Funny enough, all three of these players are championship players that have come up. People basically put big question marks against it because of that fact, and they've turned up and they've you know, proven doubters wrong. That, Dan James, fair play to him as well, because I, I thought he had a, a whiff of the Walcotts, should I say, a player that was a bit of, <laughs> a, bit of a kick and run. But he seems to have a lot more about him. He, he's comfortable cutting in. He's comfortable getting a decent shot off as well. Um, yeah, fair play. My to my, him. my 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 like initial um, kind of uh, assessment of him when I first watched him play was that he was um, basically Antonio Valencia but younger, as in straight lines, lots of running, not much ball control. That's what you're going to get. But no, as you said, he seems to have a nice bit of a touch about him. His shooting is. I'm just going to lever it as hard as I can. I don't, you know, but it's... Um, I feel like there's a bit of technique. There is a bit of technique behind it, which is not just a swing, I don't think, which is nice. Um, that's the surprise. That took three minutes. We've shaved four minutes off the time. We're doing well. On to the next one. <laughs> On to the next one. On to the, On to the next one. Um, obviously today, today we are, we are talking to you from a Tuesday. You'll be hearing this on a Wednesday. It's Champions League. It's back. I don't care, mate. My, I, I, my I, team doesn't play in this competition. As I just, and as I said to you last week, I don't care either. So essentially what hand we're doing... Hand it over to Woods. <laughs> we're going to hand over to Woods here and he's going to talk to you about the Champions League and how, how delighted he is to be a part of it again. And um, yeah, have fun, mate. I, I'm very I'm excited. zone out for a while. I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, but at the same time, I'm pretty apprehensive because I think that by the time we get to December, I could be very much out on the Champions League having seen Chelsea finish third in their group. Um it's European. It's Europe's premier competition, as they like to call it. Um, it's not as good as what it used to be, uh, but we all still love it nonetheless. Um, all your usual big boys are here, and some of them are playing each other this week. Uh, we've got Real Madrid PSG, or PSG minus Neymar, Mbappe, and Cavani. Um, and we've also got Dortmund versus Barcelona, which is actually tonight, which is very annoying because I'm definitely not going to be watching that football match. I'm going to be watching Chelsea play Valencia instead. Uh, we, 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 we are absolutely one. watching yeah, that. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll put it to you guys because uh, this is weird me talking about this competition on my own, but who's winning it? No comment. I thought he was going to ask for my favourite Champions League moment. Oh, well, we'll get to that. I'll tell you what, we'll go there. What's your favourite Champions League moment for Everton? Mm. qualifying and then after that I don't care because we were robbed that is going to be and in the list the mate. name bitter toffee number one on the list Everton versus Villarreal right Pierluigi Colina game never good when the game's mem- remember- memorable for the referee's performance right especially when it's Colina allegedly the best referee in the world hey how many other referees get on the cover of a video game and what a video game it was. It was pretty good. That one was elite. Um, obviously, Everton aside, um, what, what would you argue or would suggest is your favourite Champions League memory? I don't need to ask Mikey because I'm sure I know what it is and he doesn't need to ask me because I'm sure he knows what it is. But obviously, as a fan of a team that doesn't play Champions League football, um, what would it be? Um, caught me a little bit off guard, mate. Um... You asked for it. You said, I thought Woods was going to ask me for my favourite Champions League memory. <laughs> And then when he's asked you it, you've gone... Oh, Everton uh, memory. Everton, like, you know... Limited jobbers to go through. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm racking my brains, mate, trying to think of when, when I was... 
I, I'm almost tempted to say the bloody the Barcelona bloody Chelsea game when when Torres oh. scored that goal. You know, the, 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 I just didn't see it coming at all. You know, um, and then obviously the commentary was, was brilliant as well. So, um, but I kind of don't want to give him that 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 pleasure. Too late. So I'm now racking my Taking brains it. for another one. I can tell you two of my favourite memories if you want that aren't the finals. Go on. We've got uh, the, the the Ronaldo hat trick against Man United. Because that was that was oh yeah R nine R nine that is for our listeners that get confused R9, about yeah. that the real one yes and uh, the other one was just the comeback in Turin yeah obviously Roy Keane mate focused one Roy Keane but the Roy Keane glorious header and performance delicious yeah see, I didn't enjoy I didn't well I enjoyed the the Real Madrid one with Ronaldo but I didn't enjoy the Turin one with Man United no never mind. Let's talk about this show because Lee will be here all day. I, I mean, I, to, one of mine that sticks in my mind is um, Lars Ricken for Borussia Dortmund. Coming off the bench against Juventus and lobbying uh, Angelo Perusi to, to seal goal. a 3-1 victory. Underdog game. Um, don't know why that sticks. I mean, the kit sticks in my memory as much as anything because uh, it was that um, allu- uh, fluorescent yellow strip that Dortmund were wearing at the time. Um, yeah, that, that one sticks in my memory. Um that's a non-Chelsea memory. I kind of feel that that's when I was young. So I kind of feel the Champions League was this kind of mystical tournament. I used to watch Manchester United play like teams I'd never heard of, like Gothenburg and, and teams like that. And it was fucking excellent. Uh, you don't get that. You don't get that. You anymore, don't. Mate. You don't. Because United would lose to some of these teams. They'd lose to these these teams that I've never heard of. And it would just be... Mate, we lost a row to Volgrad in 95, 96. This is it. Like, that doesn't happen we, we weren't allowed to field that many non-EU players. Or no, we weren't allowed to field non-English players. So, like, I think it was Peter Schmeichel couldn't play or Cantona couldn't play. Uh, One of them couldn't play. I remember play. Cantona. We couldn't play Irwin, I remember. Yeah, Cantona being Ridiculous. in the stands against Barcelona away, I think it was, mm-hmm. where no, Romario no. had himself a day. Different tournament back then. Anyway, back to the current tournament. Um... I want to go group by group because uh, let's let's pick who's getting out of the group. Lee's Lee's head has just dropped, mate. <laughs> when he said group by group, I was like, oh no, it's, it's going to be pretty quick, all right? Because we we we, we, we all want to get to the good stuff, which is our predictions. Uh, that's what everyone is like. Let's be fair; it's your team that we're going to be watching as well tonight. Or you want to watch, I want to watch tonight. tonight? Yeah. Um, so Group A is uh, Club Rouge, Galatasaray, PSG, Real Madrid. You expecting PSG and Real Madrid? Absolutely. Surely. Who's topping it? Two Joker teams. Real Madrid. Really. I'm taking Real Madrid. They know how to play this tournament. They've still got a core of players which know how to play it. Plus, importantly, they play PSG tonight who have not got their front three playing. Can I ask why Neymar's not Suspended. Playing? I he scored two games. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Seeing his sister. <laughs> got to fit that in before the Champions League when gets When does going. Hazard, when is he going to lose the weight and start playing? Uh, he, he, I think he made his debut this weekend, didn't he? He did. He did, yeah. Because I, uh, I keep seeing him on the advertisements for um, FIFA 20. Yeah. And it's just Hazard with the badge. And it's just like... Well, he had some weird shit not... to say about fans, didn't he, in, in England? Saying that oh, the, you know, the fans of Spain are real fans. And I'm like, okay. You wait. You okay, fucking Edin, wait, They booed <laughs> CR7. They booed Cristiano fucking Ronaldo. They basically chased Gareth Bale out in his own car. You know, yeah, these are the real fucking fans. Just wait. Just wait. All right? Those white hankies are only six months away. He's uh, serious, isn't he? Look at <laughs> Group B. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. Bayern Munich. A team I, I can't pronounce. Uh, Olympiacos and Tottenham. Who are the team you... I need to know who the team is. Oh, mate, there's, there's, there's V's and Z's all over the place. 
Sven's Red Star. You know what it is, and it's because it's got their proper naming, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with Red Star. How's it going, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's good. That is good. What you got? I oh, sorry, I wasn't even paying attention. Who, <laughs> who are the other teams? Bayern, Red Star, Olympiakos, and Tottenham. Bayern and Tottenham. Who's topping it? Bayern. All right, I'm going to take, say Tottenham. I ain't convinced by Bayern and their. I ain't convinced by Tottenham. <laughs> it's fair, but I kind of feel that Tottenham in Europe look better set for it. Uh, Bayern have got a retirement home, so I'm not really convinced by them. Uh, Mate, they haven't. They haven't got a retirement home. <clears throat> Gen- genuinely, have you seen the business they've done all summer? They literally have bought in a load of youth players. And Ruby and Robin went as well. No, Ruby and Robin fair. gone. That's they've got rid of Matt Hummels. They literally have. The problem Bayern Munich have this season is they've got no experienced players. They've got some, obviously, okay. like Lewandowski, but they've got a load of youth that's unproven and they're in a massive rebuild. How are they getting on at the so, moment? Like, and I kind of think Did that they get smashed Champions by League might be in a... Yeah, yeah, I think the league is going to be too much of them. But I think the Champions League, you might see something a bit interesting. Okay. I think they might be a bit more um, freer in that. Somehow. Is there, oh, they still got Kovic as, as their manager, right? Yeah. I, I still, I'm going to say yes, I don't yeah. know. I, I still yes. fancy Tottenham to actually top that group. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's a, it's a football debate show, it is. isn't it? We're all going to have we, different opinions, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, group C, Atlanta, uh, Dynamo Zagreb, Manchester City and Shakhtar Donetsk. Before we go on, I would like to talk about the greatest Twitter account known to man, Martin Darun. He's a place for Atlanta. He's a hero. So I first came into contact with this man's Twitter account about six months ago and it amused me a great deal. Basically, he's a sarcastic prick on Twitter. And just, just go do yourself a favour. Go and follow Martin Darun. OK, he's brilliant. Great value. That is all. I don't uh, care. Are, about are they qualifying? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> discuss, discuss Woods. Are, are Atlanta qualifying? I mean, they're in a good position Atlanta. to get out of that group. Um, I think City will top it. I think the City will top it probably comfortably as well. Um, out of the other three, it's going to be come down to head-to-heads between them. And yeah, why not? Why 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 can't Atlanta get out? They're, they're in the Champions League for a reason. Haven't qualified through Syria. Uh, Shakhtar, to me, they're always such a hit and miss team in the Champions League. They tend to do better in the the secondary competition. Uh, and I don't think Zagreb will offer too much. So yeah, I'd say Atlanta can get into the round of 16 yeah fine okay. uh, group D uh, Atletico Madrid Bayern Munich Juventus Lokomotiv Moscow Bayern by Munich Bayern by Leverkusen yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> I said this is a group of death what's yeah. going on there? mate this is the reason why Ronaldo plays, isn't it? For the it Champions is. League, they want to win. They want to win. They want, they want this they trophy. They have mortgaged their future on this yeah. trophy. Okay, they have. So they are. They are winning this group. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, they're, they're the biggest rivals in the group are Atletico Madrid, a team that Cristiano Ronaldo owns. So that will help. So I'll, I'll go Juve, followed by Atletico Madrid. Uh, group E: Genk, Liverpool, Napoli, and Red Bull. Which Red Bull? It's obvious. Salzburg. Is it Salzburg. Thank you. Yep. Uh, this is obvious Move yeah, on, Liverpool. Liverpool followed by Napoli uh, Group F uh, Slavia Prague Barcelona Dortmund Inter Milan The juicy this one This is a good one isn't it This is a good one I, I do feel Inter still drop out Absolutely uh, Conte has an absolutely disgusting record in the Champions League um, and it's going to continue because Barcelona and Barcelona they're getting through right This is this is their, their although they haven't won it in what is it about five Five years now? Four years? 2000? 
I was going to say 2012. No, is it later? Yeah, later than that. I think I think they won it in between where Real Madrid won it and then Real Madrid won it three times in a row. I think they won it in between that one. Against Juventus, Neymar, Suarez and, and Messi. So I think it's probably about four years ago. Anyway, uh, Dortmund, I think we'll get through as well because they're... Um, I think they're going to be too much energy for, for Inter Milan. And, and, yes. and crucially, crucially, right now, Inter Milan are losing 1-0 to Slavia Prague. <laughs> no, so that's didn't. not going to help things, is it? Uh, so Conte's uh, Champions League uh, mess continues. Um, May they sign Lukaku and Sanchez. What do they think is going to happen? They've still got a good back three, right? Fine. but They've got a good back three, but they've got Lukaku and Sanchez. Sanchez is such a weird one. Let's see if he can kind of find some sort of late career renaissance but I ain't convinced he's finding that uh, Group G Zenit Leon, Benfica RB Leipzig this is a this group is open it's very open isn't it that's a very polite way of saying it <laughs> for what it's worth Leipzig are like they're, they're currently top of Bundesliga are they really Leipzig. yeah and they drew with Bayern Munich at the weekend they're, they're um, the ones with Timo so. Werner that's correct so you could find them through um, I fancy Leon to get out of this group I think they've got a, a, some good players in that team still. Zenit, who the fuck knows? Um, probably not Zenit. That's where Malcolm went, wasn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, that Malcolm, who offered not a lot for Barcelona in his one year there. Uh, Benfica, who obviously got a lot of money. I'm not too sure who they brought in in the summer, though. My Benfica knowledge is lacking. Mine too, but they do have a lot of money. They do. Um, I would I would suggest um, what you yeah, said. I think Leon and Leipzig to get through this one. Yeah. So so, so quickly, who who's winning? Who who are we, who are we predicting? What the the entire thing? The actual entire competition. Well, I don't remember who I said on the prediction show, and I don't want to change my pick now. So I'm I went with Manchester City, and I am changing that because I don't think they can win it without Laporte. I'm going to t- to go with Barcelona. I think they're long overdue. Yeah, it's hard not to. Hang argue. on a second. <laughs> I I think I argued Barcelona at the start because I said Griezmann and Messi is going to be incredible and you were like no Griezmann's shit what, did you, now you're all aboard the Griezmann the no, Griezmann okay. well, my, my, my dark horses are uh, Atletico Madrid um, they'll always let you down mate they'll always let you but down but I, I love Diego Simeone I love the way he sets his teams up and they, they always want definitely going to let um, you down I, I think history and de- and, and uh, destiny are going to occur, and I'm going to change my pick. I don't remember what it was. Might might be Barcelona. I'm going for Juventus. Ooh, Ronaldo oh. is bringing it, bringing it to Italy. Mm. Maurizio Sarri. He'll have two medals to look yeah, at. Yeah, like, won't he? Do you reckon- um, to go to Syria and you know the Copa Italia and all the other stuff he'll win this I, year. I'm looking for. It's funny enough, he's actually got him off the top of Syria for the first time in like 500 plus days. Jao uh, <laughs> Felix will be fun to watch for Atletico Madrid. That's for sure because that kid is an absolute baller. Superstar. That goal he scored. I've only seen him do one thing this season. But that goal he scored was, mono- was phenomenal, yeah. basically. And I've signed him a foot manager for the last like four. It seems we deliberately missed out Group H uh, because Lee Lee was too busy to want to talk about winners. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we were done. <laughs> oh, we are done. I mean, no, there's a Group H. He, he knows who's in, group group H. who's in Group H. Ajax, talk Chelsea. Of uh, <laughs> 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 course. Lille. I wonder why this was Lille and Valencia. Yeah, I would have left it otherwise, mate. Um, I'm quite interested to see what Ajax are like, obviously having lost their uh, two crown jewels this season um, in the summer. I still think they've got a level of quality that 
was there, but... but so they've retained some they quality, have, though. They still, have, and it's especially surprising was actually Zayek, who was available for good money, but he chose to stay. I think he turned down moves because he didn't see them as a step up, so I think he's... He signed, he signed a new contract. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, good for them. I, I think that... I mean, Leo have lost their best player in, in Nicola Pepe. I don't, I don't foresee them, and I think... Nicola Pepe. And I think Valencia... Having sacked their manager, who obviously had an exceptional season last season, uh, I fancy Chelsea and Ajax to get out of this one. Yes, I think Chelsea could surprise some teams for what it's worth as well. I think. They could... Come on, just move on. I think that Chelsea's team could surprise a few teams. Now look, now look what's now happened. Look, now look what's happened. It's going to go on to a Chelsea talk. <laughs> I, I think the, you know, well, I, I don't want to get into talking to Chelsea too much but I, I be, that's, that's a young squad and they've got to handle the Premier League and the Champions League I think it'll be tough one. I, I, th- I think that's where Lampard will use the experienced players that's where you'll see Pedro Giroud Willian that they'll play more minutes in this competition and I think that will see them to second in my opinion yeah I do think they should get out of the group yeah yeah um, let's do. Is there a group? There's not a group I, is there? No. No, but there is a group L in the Europa no. if you want to talk about it. No, I'm good, mate. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine not doing that, my friend. That was good. Yeah. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do some predictions. Are we ready? Are we ready? I'm rattling through yes, these. Yes, please. So I'm not. I'm not giving you. Oh, this team did that. Like, I don't care. We're just rattling. We'll through. rattle through bar one team. Hey. Bar, well, hey. Bar hey. There's a sneak preview for the <laughs> old listeners there. Oh, what team could that be? <laughs> so, Friday, 20th of September 2019, Friday Night Football, we have Southampton hosting AFC Bournemouth. The old South Coast derby. I am going to go draw just for Jackson. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Bournemouth myself. Southampton have just not been very good this year, have they? Yeah, it's that I, kit, mate. It's the, the kit. I, I, you know what? I'm going to take. I see where Lee's going with a draw because I, I feel these Monday and Friday kickoffs. The home team tend to be like the worst team, like last night on paper. But that extra kind of playing at home late evening kickoff gives them a little bit extra. I'm going to go a draw as well. Hmm. <laughs> Half past 12 kickoff on Saturday, we have Leicester hosting Spurs. Wow. Leicester. Obviously, Leicester coming off a crippling 1 0 defeat by the mighty Red Devils. Leicester. Leicester beating Spurs. Yep. Fucking A, I'm having that as well, mate. I'm going, I like that. I like your thinking, son. I just. The big surge at right back. The, the, the bastard. You know, <laughs> the big bastard. Is that what you called him? <laughs> Something like this. The, the mad, mad bastard. bastard. The, mad the, the, bastard. Thing, the thing with Tottenham, despite winning 4-0 this weekend, I don't believe that they've found a solution for their issues yet. I still think that they... We, we are probably six to nine months away from Tottenham really having to consider their Harry Kane problem. Um, they're a better team without him. Simple as that. And uh, I think that Manchester United may well be the team to cash in this summer and uh, get a sense of forward... Um, of world-class ability from Tottenham. Uh, I'm going to take Leicester because I just think that they're going to give them problems. I think that they're going to be able to play a little bit more the type of football they want to, which is kind of vertical, quick moving forward um, and take advantage of Tottenham who would like to keep and maintain possession. And this is the thing, you see, when they play Man United, Man United have got a really good trait this year. They're making good teams look bad. 
Yeah. Fourth. Good rattling, boys. Good rattling. Burnley Norwich. I I fancy a come down. I think that Burnley might be. Yeah, I'm taking Burnley, mate. I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm taking Norwich. Screw you, both of you. All right, we've got Everton hosting Sheffield United. Sheff- we need a win. Thank God. I'm just saying, thank God this isn't on TV. I've watched a lot of Everton somehow this year. Every time you've been on TV, mate, it's been dire. Oh. We, but the thing is, we're good at home, so I, I do expect it. <laughs> Everton. Because you handballed, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, shit on the I'm, taking for, I'm going for a Collard special, the draw. Are you going for an Everton? Yeah, I, I think, like Lee said, Everton do seem to be a better team at home. Sheffield United have sort of lost their way a little bit uh, they've had a couple of disappointing performances and they've got to regain um, that positive I say disappointing performances they, they drew Chelsea literally the week before so uh, what am I talking about but I fancy Everton to get the points here we've got Manchester City hosting Watford Laporte or no Laporte <laughs> City are winning um, I am still going with City yeah uh, he will not be resting Kevin De Bruyne in these games anymore nope Absolutely not. Then we've got half past five kickoff on Saturday's Newcastle United hosting Brighton. This screams draw, doesn't it? Surely the look on your face draw. there was wonderful. Just, uh, this is on TV. Oh, this is on TV. Oh, oh my God, oh. quotas. Uh, this is absolute bullshit. Uh, and I'll explain why at the end of this. Uh, Newcastle. I'm going Newcastle because uh, I feel like something crazy is going to happen. I'm going to take a draw. Of course you are. So what? 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 What's, what are you going to explain? With Sunday, I'm out all day. All day. Oh. 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 The big one. Yeah. It's quite a few games. There's a lot of football matches on Sunday. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, well, let's start on two o'clock. We've got Palace Wolves. Both teams not in good form. They're not, but um, Wolves are desperate for some wins, mate. I'm taking Wolves. I'm assuming that there's Europa there League. There is Europa League this week. Oh, it's a, oh no, didn't, didn't factor that in. I'll retract my... <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, you've already put that W. Fine, there. Wolves. No, fuck you. I'm not getting bound down to your pressure. I'm going... I'm, I, mm, oh. give, me, give, me, give me a draw. Yep, I'll have a draw. Yeah, I think a draw. But Wolves are really going to have to start balancing things quickly. West Ham United versus Man United. West Ham. Oh, I can see where you're coming from on this one, yeah. Um, yeah, give me West Ham. The Red Devils are raiding, hey. <laughs> game got three points, boys. I'm going for a Manchester United victory because I am ever the optimist. Well, you might play some more the, shoddy football. And get on this show, I've always been optimistic about Manchester United fortunes and I feel no reason to change my, my outlook. Um, then we've got half past four Arsenal versus Aston Villa now here we go Arsenal are coming here we go Arsenal are coming fresh off of a well would you say boys a rather disappointing two-all draw to Watford now how many shots did they concede in this game to Watford the team that were bottom of the league they were bottom oh I'd have to assume not many Mikey not many you say was it it 30 30 30 30 shots against Watford. You're having a laugh. <laughs> having a laugh. What was it, 23 of them in the second half? <laughs> 23 in the second 23 half. 23 shots faced in the second half. Oh, my word. Right, let's just start quickly, right? David Luiz and Socrates, Socrates at the back. What? 
Who thought this was a good idea? Unai Emery. What? Arsenal fans no, as well. No, no, Arsenal no, 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 fans no, no, no. as well. For what it's worth, Arsenal no, fans no. as well. And 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 pundits and foot, former footballers. They're, they're all saying, "Oh yeah, it's a good sign in there." It's, I can see it being uh, a good sign. It's like, no. Have you actually watched this geezer play football? And as we're talking about the big brother, little brother whole scenario, you know, that's brought up on Monday Night Football. These are both the crazy uncles, mate. <laughs> the, 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 no, these are toddlers, mate. These are toddlers. Drunk toddlers as well. Drunk toddlers. <laughs> Drunk crazy toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that. He's not. They're not helped. They're really not. Look, David Lewis has been a liability his whole career. I don't know why Arsenal fans and pundits thought that David Lewis going to Arsenal was going to change and be a reliable uh, centre half. But in front of them, in front of them, they are playing basically a team of midfielders that just have no interest in defending. In fact, the holding player. I don't know why he does this, but there are a lot of traits that I like about Xhaka's game I think he's a very good distributor and I think that he can transition the ball from the back to the front very well through his long passing but in defensive midfield he has to do some tackling he literally cannot tackle and also he can't run, he can't run. and the thing is his positioning his positional sense is dreadful he's so aggressive that he just goes and presses the ball randomly like it's like it's like Otamendi he is but in midfield he's, he's basically a midfield version of Otamendi great great comparison that is exactly what he is basically he's got sprint and closed down constantly held on so he's running around like a headless chicken basically it's it's bad i've got i've got some stats for you i've got some stats for you now there's 20 of them i don't expect you i don't think i'm not going to read them all out right but i'm going to read out some choice favorites arsenal have made the highest number of errors 14 that have led to opposition goals in the premier league since the start of last season this is three more than chelsea manchester city and liverpool combined oh the gunners also hold the record for the highest number of errors leading to shots their total of 33 is almost double that of newcastle 17 <laughs> newcastle <laughs> double Arsenal allowed Watford, the only Premier League team yet to win a match this season, 31 shots on Sunday, which is the most they have faced since Optus started gathering data in 2003-2004. Arsenal have now allowed opponents 96 shots on goal on their goal this season, the highest number of any Premier League team. Arsenal have allowed the same number of shots on their goal, 96, this season as Chelsea and Manchester United combined. What the fuck? <laughs> the Gunners... Faced as many shots on their goal on Sunday at Watford as Man City have faced all season. <laughs> Arsenal, this one is amazing, allowed Watford 48 touches in their box on in Sunday. In the box? What? I mean, it's, it's... An incredible stat. An incredible stat. No player for any of the big six sides have been dribbled past more than often than Matteo Genduzzi. Oh, and they Ken. really like to hype that kid. They fucking love them some Genduzzi. Arsenal have had fewer shots than their opponents in four of their five Premier League games this season. That's not good. It's good. good job they've got um, Aubameyang. And he currently accounts for 62% of Arsenal's total goal this season. That figure was 30% throughout the whole of last season. Oof, that man's going to have to keep up some scoring some hey, goals. Right. Hey. Given how reliant they are on his goals, Arsenal need to hope that Aubameyang continues his improved form. That seems unlikely. His shot conversion rate is 50% at the moment, up from 30%. Madness. Absolute madness. Just going to mix in a Arsenal. little bit of Europa League Thursday nights as well for this one. Just oh, a- <laughs> I didn't think about that. Mate... 
Mate, no chance. Absolutely they're getting that rotation no yeah. with uh, Mustafi. Yeah. Mate, what are they doing? What? Are they? I'm going Villa. Fuck them. Villa are winning. Yeah, I'm going Villa. <laughs> no. Is that no, away? No, it's home. Arsenal are home. I'll, take I'll go take Arsenal, despite all of that. Despite all of that banter level. No, I feel like, Woods, I feel like we've... No, it's a stupid decision. No, I'm going to go Villa. Yeah, well played. I, I can't pick against Arsenal at home. Well, here we go then, because maybe you can have to. Maybe you can't pick against Arsenal at home, but maybe you can pick against Chelsea at it's home. It's painful because you're hosting Liverpool at four on Sunday. Yeah, um, less than ideal. Uh, hopefully, Europa League or Champions League. Yeah, I mean, we, the, the big concern is is that neither Rudiger nor Ngolo Kante nor Emerson are currently fit. Uh, so that's our left back, our centre midfield, and our centre half all out facing against Liverpool, who are obviously in pretty good form, five from five in the league. That Liverpool attack against Alonso. It's a bit well, Alonso's playing tonight, but Lampard's maintaining the three. Like he ain't no fool. Uh, Lampard is going to be if, if Alonso plays on Sunday, they'll be playing a back three. Um, Alaconte because he knows that he's just a complete fucking liability out there. I thought it's worth. I, I want to say we won't lose, but we're such a one-half team at the moment, and that worries me. That I think we'll have a real positive first half, and then I could see us getting picked off in the second. Um, and Liverpool are just so good offensively when they're in tune, and they looked in tune at the weekend, um, and that does worry me quite a lot. Uh, but. I'm going and, Liverpool. Uh, and just to add as well, uh, Chelsea are like conceding over two goals a game yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I mean, ultimately... Against probably one of the informed like trio of like, strikers yeah, or attacking players. It's, uh, <laughs> Liverpool for me. Yeah, I think, I think Liverpool will uh, win as well. Um, I don't believe that we're good enough to compete with neither of the top two teams in the league. Give me your winners and your chumps. Lee, give me a winner. Um, winner I've gone with Firmino I felt like as Wood said when he was talking about it he, he changed that game um, still, still I still get that feeling he's a little bit underrated um, maybe, maybe as, as you know as the season goes on and maybe the importance gets highlighted more um, I, I think for, for me Firmino is a very very crucial part of that team uh, running through that spine so yeah I've gone with Firmino uh, Tammy Abraham I think, you know, any time you bang a hat-trick at the age of 21, um, it's impressive. His goal numbers are impressive so far this season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, if he can continue it. Like, purple patch against some teams that you'd argue that two promoted teams and, and Wolves obviously are currently uh, in an awful vein of form. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he took all his goals really well and the third goal was really, really interesting to see because it's a goal which I didn't necessarily think he had in his locker. The ability to kind of stand the defender up go past him and take the shot early across the goalkeeper. But yeah, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, the only reason why I didn't pick him was because I picked him previously, I think, it went after yeah. the Norwich game. Uh, I'm going for Norwich. That is fair. It's, it's hard not as to a, argue. As a whole. The entirety of Norwich. Yeah. The yep. city of Norwich. Delia Smith. Exactly. Especially Jeremy Goss. Jeremy Goss. Brian Gunn. Um, and Chris Sutton. Yeah. Chris Sutton is a winner in my book. Yeah. Um, give me a loser. I feel like we've we've just literally just peaked. I'm going to say Unai Emery. Then the stats. Unai yeah. Emery. Maybe if you want to single it, single it down to one individual, maybe you can you can take Emery as the the responsible one. 
how or maybe you go to the board and say what are you doing signing David Luiz as your like you know de- de- defensive solution the thing is is that we're five games in and he's obviously had been able to have a look at uh, Luiz both in game and in training and he's still decided to play that midfield three in front of him it's reckless management technique from him um He's already losing the fans. The fans are already starting to turn. Um, things are not better than what... Mate, Emery lost me like fucking... I've never been convinced by this no. guy. Right? I've never been convinced by him. And every passing week, more hilarious things happen. I ain't convinced, bruv. They are fucking lucky they've got Aubameyang. They're fucking lucky they've got Lacazette. They're fucking lucky they've got some decent players in that squad that are dragging Aubameyang them is to not bailing them out every week at the moment and that just cannot it's not sustainable it just isn't um, he's, he's got one year left on his contract and this will be his last year at Arsenal the question though then comes to, to the Arsenal board is, is where they're going because this felt very short termism um, at the time it didn't feel like a, a move to progress the team um, a, a full vision to go further they bottled that when they basically decided against going with um uh, Arteta who obviously very highly regarded by one Pep Guardiola it, they'll have a similar opportunity to make a choice on, on Arteta again or are they going to go with um, Maximiliano Allegri and I can tell you now that I think the ownership are going to put Allegri in charge and I don't think that's the right move for them I feel that they're in this weird place where uh, they're in no man's land Mate Emery was always going to deliver Europa League that's what he's spe- that's what he's spe- that specialising in right you know, on a side note, I also like to say uh, Arsenal TV was poor. I got really excited. I thought this is going to be a juicy one this week, and it was pretty shit. I didn't watch it. Don't don't bother. I will not. No, no one's going to have meltdowns yet. They're all. I feel like they, you know, even as Wood said, you know, the fans are they're they're gravitating towards uh, you know getting Emery out or you know with them with them chants and shouts. But yeah, wait, is it is it time for wing it in? <laughs> <laughs> Wing it. Mate, he was trending during that game, mate, on Twitter. He was, because I think a lot of Arsenal fans have actually now finally realised that actually Wenger maybe, although he wasn't the answer, he definitely wasn't the complete problem and he certainly feels that Wenger is... And I mean, ultimately, just look at his record. He's definitely a better manager than, than Emery at his best. Um, but Emery just hasn't been what I think a lot of fans thought he would be. He's not turned up... And made them a more solid unit. No, he's there's no definitive style of play either. He's chopped and changed every fucking week. He changes his mind on a weekly basis as to what team he wants to play. Everyone can see. Everyone with a football brain can sit there and say, "Why are you playing the midfield?" We talked about this last week on the show. Why are you playing these players? Everyone, why? Like, it just it's. This is the issue as well. People like Jacker, they should be getting dropped. Yeah. So then he has to play himself back into the team, and he's not being dropped. No, he's just. So he knows he can get away with making mistakes week after week after week. I mean, look. Let's be clear. Let's be fair to them. They're missing some players, right? They're missing all their fullbacks. They're missing, you know. But right now, absolute dog shit, right? I, don't think, I, I genuinely don't feel like those fullbacks make too much of a difference. I think Bellerin does, and Tierney, and you know, who knows? I mean, Tierney ahead of uh, Kalashnikov is it's going to be an upgrade. Uh, look, last week I was. It's, it's the middle of the pitch, though, isn't it? It's the middle of the pitch. Yeah, centre backs and. No, I completely agree. Until he sorts out having that player that's going to sit there and actually offer some level of protection to that back two, they're going to have the same problems every week because teams will just run at them. Why don't they just, why, why don't they just play, um, I, never, I can never pronounce it, Ceballos? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Play him, um, what's the other one, Torreira? Torreira. And Genduzi, just play those three. Because like, like Lee said, 
he doesn't seem to be capable of dropping Shaka, and I don't really understand I why at this it. point. It's, it's, it's not helped things that he's given him the armband. Yeah, I know. Oh, baffling. If there's a player... And, that, and, 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 that, and that, that captain, your captain's come out afterwards after the game and said, we were scared. That's your captain. <laughs> he's, he's a nightmare of a footballer. Absolute nightmare. Right, Woods, we're three, five minutes into I your know, game. We should be mate. about two or three nil up by now. We're an hour and 18 minutes. I, I worryingly checked show. the score. No, we haven't conceded. So, all good. That's good. Right. Rav here, what song are you humming today, Lee? You have to give me a song and I'll try and improvise. <laughs> Park um, Life. Yeah. Oh, the people. So many people. They all go and in and, and in and in and. Park Life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.